Hello, this is Michael Fanning, and I'm the host of the Windermere Coaching Minute. This is our quick form podcast where we'll talk to Windermere agents who bring creative ideas, power strategies, and successful routines to light. In each episode, we'll talk to real estate professionals to learn what they have done that have allowed them to be better than they were yesterday. Please enjoy our podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, and welcome to the Windermere Coaching Minute podcast. I'm your host, and I got to say, I am very excited today. I have Gina Weigum with us today. Gina, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks. Well, Gina, I want to thank you for being on uh, our podcast today. And um, just a little bit of background for our listeners, uh, for you, Gina. So you've been in the real estate business for nine years, right? And you were originally started with Windermere in the Bellevue market, correct? That's correct. And for our listeners, just to give some clarification geographically, uh, can you kind of describe the Bellevue market? Because I, I know there's some people listening that are outside of our, our, our Northwest location, so to speak. Yeah, we, we say it's the east side. So um, east of Seattle, we're over the bridge and we have a number of Bellevue offices and I'm in the, the Bellevue office. We, there's Bellevue Main, Bellevue West, Bellevue South, and I'm just straight Bellevue. Yeah, and for our listeners too, Bellevue is another uh, fairly large city just on the other side of uh, what we call Lake Washington and uh, really beautiful areas. Some people might know, um, it's not really Bellevue, but Redmond, but you might hear companies like T-Mobile, Microsoft, right? We have those types of companies over there. Um, and uh, you took Ninja, uh, Gina, eight years ago. And uh, actually you were in a, a class that I taught. And then, um, and you originally grew up in, or were born and raised in Whatcom County, which is actually another area that we have Windermere offices, which is up in an area uh, known as Bellingham, which is around the border of Washington and Canada, about what, like, what's right. it, like a 25 minute drive to get to Vancouver from Bellingham? Uh, from Bellingham, maybe a little bit more, yeah. Um, but yeah, right on, right on the border. Yeah. From Bellingham, it was closer to get to Vancouver than it was to get to Seattle. I know. Probably I, love, five minutes. I love that. Going to college there was fun because you could go up to Vancouver all the time, which was a beautiful city. If, if you haven't, if, if our listeners haven't been to Vancouver, it's a, it's a really pretty city and Whatcom's really nice too. Um, yeah. All right. So Gina, so the reason why we have you on today, I'm kind of excited. So the market, uh, as we know it, has, has definitely shifted a little bit. And uh, we have uh, a couple of things happening. We have maybe a little bit of a slowdown uh, we've kind of faced. And we have some agents that, frankly, are kind of panicking. Um, and we have some agents that are getting out of the business uh, because they're just saying, wow, you know, things just aren't the way they used to be. And uh, when I was talking to Nick, who is one of our coaches through Winterberg Coaching, which you've been coaching with him for eight months, he said, Michael, you got to talk to Gina because she's doing these great things where she's getting engaged with her clients on a face-to-face -face type basis. And I know when we teach Ninja, we always say, you know, out of the Ninja nine, if we had to take them all away, if they're one you would keep. And most Ninjas say, yes, the live interactions with the phone voice to voice interactions are the ones that are the most critical. So I want to talk to you about how are you getting in front of your clients? Because Nick says you're just doing a fabulous job with it. And you kind of took it on as a challenge Said I'm just going to get more involved face to face world. So kind of help it help us understand kind of what are you doing? What what what's kind of been your secret to make that happen? Well, you know. I really did start that from the beginning. It's always been kind of my plan um, in 
introducing myself as a, a real estate broker when I first started because this isn't my first career. Um, I I was in marketing, uh, high tech, and but this has been my passion since I was a kid. And so I thought, well, I need to really get in front of people that knew me as a stay-at-home mom or, you know, someone who invested um, for myself. I did a lot of real estate investing and um, did some development, but most of the people that knew me did not know that I was a real estate broker. So I really needed to get in front of people from the beginning. And the funny thing is, um, I did most of my business from Starbucks. So my local <laughs> Starbucks down the street, um, you know, parents from other elementary school kids uh, in in that that age group when I was when my kids were that little, right. and the, my those ended up being my clients. And it was really just being at Starbucks when after drop off and um, just chatting with people. And learning what they, um, you know, what they were, what their needs were. Maybe, maybe they had extra kids coming and needed a bigger house, or talked about a house that came on the market, or asked me about the market. Right. And every time I'd go in there, I really had my my plan. What What's my story? What's going on? What What's important to them? And um, and that's how I started growing my business right off the bat. And I've, you know, since then kept in front of these, um, these contacts, um, and then continued on and, and, and grew from there. So I should mention you have, you have, you have two kids and, uh, and tell me their ages again now. Uh, they are 15 and 16, two boys in high school. Two boys in high school. So obviously that was a great sphere, uh, and a group of people because you had other, uh, friends or other people who had kids that were the same age as your kids. And so you're networking. And so you're having, basically, it sounds like you were having just really great quality forward conversations with your clients. And you were doing that on a very regular basis, I would assume. Very. I was really involved in the school. I was on the PTA. I volunteered in the classroom. I got to know all the other parents that were involved and I and like you mentioned, I live in Bellevue. It's it's high tech, so usually people are working at Microsoft or Amazon or one of the big ones. So, right. um, you know, there's there's some um, there's some good stocks. There's in the last few years, and a lot of people, you know, maybe buy a second home or an investment property, and 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 my kids are extremely busy with sports, multiple sports. So. Um, again, more more clients, uh, more potential clients on the sidelines. And um, so, yeah, it's really just been, you know, being social, being there. Um, I'm I'm kind of a natural uh, networker, um, um, you know, matchmaker. So yeah. I find something that maybe somebody needs and I email them and it's very ninja, I guess. But, you know, I. I heard you were looking for X. I, I saw this thought of you. Yeah. And, well, and I have to think too, is that you, I mean, when you think about your network and the people that you're engaging with, um, one is that you're, you're knowledgeable. So you know what's going on and you're having those conversations with them, but what's the frequency. So like, how do you track that? So when you're looking at your database and you're saying, okay, I've got to talk to these people. Is it more organic and natural? Or do you have a system and a process by which you say, you know what, these are the people that I've got to make sure that I'm in contact with on a regular basis. How, how kind of how do you manage that? You know, I I would say I probably didn't manage it really well. Um, it it 
has been more organic um, because of the frequency of seeing most of the the people and my contacts and kind of growing that over time. They weren't, you know, instantly my clients. It, it may have taken two years, five years or more. Um, but I, I'm, I'm not uh, great, and Nick will tell you that, about <laughs> making those phone calls. So um, unless I have a reason to call them. And so I started doing more uh parties and gatherings and I you know I'm I'm off the chart extrovert so I love a good party and um and I kind of started doing that small groups um used my my house um and then we had kind of a client appreciation one day and catered it with uh, this chef that I had um have eaten her food from other parties and so I I booked her and just made it happen and for me, it's hard because I do have, uh, you know, two athletes that have sports schedules and every weekend it's pretty much tied up and every night. And so finding a day on the calendar uh, has always been tough. But now I'm I'm starting to just book it and uh, hope that it works. Right. So when did you start kind of having like these smaller gathering or smaller, smaller parties? Um, I would say, boy, maybe right around the time that I started working with Nick, I, I started one. And um, I've probably had three or four events since then, because one, I enjoy it. Right. Um, but they've been extremely successful. And, um, you know, it doesn't have to be expensive. Um, I don't go crazy, crazy. Um, and then I've found that you know, if I have a, a, a little bit more space, I start inviting um, non-clients or, you know, some of the contexts that I think there will be a need for, you know, for, for me to help them or I can see the interest there. And so I'll start inviting more people to my gatherings. So is it, so is it more like a dinner party or like a party party? I mean, give me some context just for the listeners. I mean, so like, sure. let's go to plan one, kind of walk me through what it's like. Okay. Well, the first one I had was uh, probably a little more party party. Um, I had, um, you know, the chef that cooks in front of everyone and she had her staff there. And um, so it ended up being probably 50 to $60 a head. Right. Um, and it was a small group of my clients that do repeat business. Um, and those that I just wanted to, to make sure I kept kept in touch with or kept them going, especially when, you know, the, the market started shifting a little bit, interest rates were going up, people were kind of not um, jumping as, as quickly and as often. Right. And so I wanted to kind of keep that going. And it allowed me to, to talk about, you know, the longer term forecast of the market. And what I like to do is, okay, if, if this is happening, then let's go find the, let's go find the deals. Let's go mm -hmm. find the people that need to sell when, you know, and, um, that's, that I just kind of shift with the market, I guess. Right. Um, and then another party I had around the holidays was, um, called sips and sweets or sweets and sips. I can't remember how we did it, but really it's about the invitation. It's about getting in front of your clients or your sphere. Um, even if they don't come to the party or at the last minute they forget or cancel, um, it, it's important just for them to get that invitation. Right. 
And then once they start seeing on social media um, that they missed a good party, then the next time they they do show up. Um, and so that's kind of how uh, I've done it. And, and the, you know, I have to say that the Sips and Sweets one was so fun. Um, I found a um, person that that was performing at a restaurant one night and I thought he was great. Um, and I hired him. So we had live music. Um, I have a high school girl that has done cakes for me for birthdays and she's self-taught, but I love supporting, uh, supporting that. And then it's a story when they, clients come to my house or friends or potential clients and they see this young girl who decorated the whole you know my um island full of candies and cookies and tears and of of sweets sweets yeah and she did it all and then i can say she's in high school and she's self-taught you know and this is um so then you know she started getting business from my other people but not super expensive but a huge um I think a huge win. And I got um, a new client out of that, that night. I got a new client from that. So, and so one of the things is, so your process, so do you just kind of go through your database and just make a, a list of the people you want to invite, just kind of go through it and you get enough to fill it and then you do it again. I mean, is that kind of how you do that? I do. And then if some, if I get some RSVPs where they can't, or they have, they're double booked, then I, you know, maybe add a few more or, um, see if there's anyone else that I forgot. I need, I am getting better about my database and, and really getting, um, you know, kind of getting it cleaned up um, and making sure that I don't miss anyone. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think um, I'm, I'm adding to it and not just keeping it to clients, but potential clients as we go. So it's not, you know, I did more of a client appreciation to start with, but now um I'm, I'm adding to it and, and a couple of people will bring a, a guest or a friend. And, and now I have, you know, other clients now from that too. So right. it's, it's really grown. Well, and I just kind of, I'm trying to imagine the conversation because I know Nick so well. So how did it come up? I mean, kind of help me understand. So you and Nick, he's coaching you. How did it start to come up? I mean, was it your idea to go, I'm going to start having these parties or did Nick say, Hey, we got to get you involved with more face-to-face stuff. What, I mean, how did it kind of come to fruition? I'm trying to remember. I think I may have heard someone mention a party or something like that. And I, I might've mentioned it to Nick and he said, yes, if you're not doing that, yes, you need to do that. And I go, okay. (laughs) So that's how it started. And, you know, like I said, I love a good party. I have one coming and this fall and I cannot wait. It's something I've been wanting to do for years. And I think it's going to be a fun event. Um, probably a little bit more um, financially involved, um, but I'm hoping to be able to to invite uh, a lot more people. And I'm I'm growing my team. So my team has uh, has have clients. Both of them have clients and and um they're the network. So we're just going to make it a big party. And I think it'll be fun. I love it. And what, what size do you expect that one to be? Boy, that's TBD, but I'm right now, <laughs> um, I am kind of coordinating it with a, um, a fundraiser that I'm doing for my kids school that uh-huh. I did in an auction with a group of families. And I said I would host it at my house 
I have a sports court, so I'm putting a huge tent over the sports court and oh we're doing a, a paella party for that fundraiser, but I'm keeping that tent up. And then the next day we'll do my event and I'm doing kind of a casino night, bringing in um, casino equipment or whatever you call it, tables and right. we'll have tickets and it'll just be, we'll have music and drinks and appetizers and we'll we'll see it, it it'll be a fun i think a fun event and then i want it to be you know known that oh you know gina's got some fun events and we're not right. going to miss them I'm not gonna miss <laughs> well and, yeah. and the other part is just so you've got the event that you do and then help us understand so is there a follow-up afterwards i mean i obviously i got to believe there's like like thank you notes or i mean what's your follow-up after your event Yes, um, I do. Sometimes I will reach out if somebody had mentioned something to me at the event um, about, you know, wanting an investment property or second home or, or evaluating their home or whatever, then I will follow up, follow up with them specifically on that. Um, I do send like uh, I did a baseball event, one fundraiser for my son's baseball team. I bought 40 tickets to the Mariners and then took a group partnered with a lender who got a bus and we went from this lender uh is part owner of a, a brew house so we started there all the drinks and appetizers were were included from him he bussed us all to the mariners uh there was mariners and um boy now i'm drawing a blank on the uh, hockey team it was oh, mariners hockey and kraken Yes. Kraken playoffs, Mariners and soccer all in the same night. It was a perfect storm, not the best for parking um, <laughs> and transportation, but we got everyone there and had a blast that, you know, was probably a little more expensive than some because I bought the really good tickets, but um, well, my son got a parka out of it because he had the most tickets sold um, <laughs> in the parka, which was, you know, for him, the most important thing, Right, uh, but um, it was a good event. And then I just kind of sent little thank yous with the same kind of theme of baseball. And, um, you know, it worked out really well. But yeah, I, I follow up with the thank you. And it also opens up that thing that I just don't do well is make those phone calls. And right. so I can say, hey, I, I don't know if you saw my invitation. I saw you opened it, but wanted to see if we can, you know, get you on the bus. We have limited seats. And um, how's it going? And and then it, it allows me to make phone calls after that. Um, but even that, I had a, a client send me a gift basket thanking me for including them. And this is a client that I had not been good about keeping in touch with. So it was it was a, a positive. I love that. Well, and the one that I was going to ask you too. So as as our listeners are sitting there going, okay, great. So I got to do a party. A couple things come to mind. Um, would you would your recommendation be if let's say you don't have a big group, you don't have a big party? I mean, you could start small, could you? I mean, I gotta assume you probably start out as smaller and then as a grown as you've done this. Definitely. I mean, I I think too, when I, you know, tell my husband, I'm like, oh, by the way, we're having a party at our house um, you know, next Saturday. I forgot to tell you. And he's like, uh uh-huh. Okay. Like how many people? So it it is uh it's grown. Um, but but you can start off small, just have a dinner party with a few of your top clients and make them feel really special because I do have some top clients. And, um, and if you don't have it at your house, you can go somewhere or just 
you know, coffee, coffee and treats um, or partner with someone, a lender that you do a lot of business with. Maybe, you know, I send my lenders, I have a couple that I work with. I send them a lot of business. So if I call and say, hey, I, I have this idea, I really would love a partner. Are you willing to cover the food? I'll cover the space um, or some kind of contribution where you can kind of team up and do it together. Yeah, I and love that. Yeah. And then and then they and then they start to grow. And then my other question is um when you sit down, so when you do like business planning, do you kind of sit down and map out and say, okay, these are kind of the parties that I want to do, and here's kind of the budget that I want to do around them, and then kind of look at the year where you're going to make them happen? Is it is it that kind of plan or is it more organic? You know, I'm um a little bit fly by the seat of my pants kind of girl. So uh a little more organic. Um I like to think that I'm working on being organized and um, have things on a big calendar. But, you know, I do plan out a bit. Um, like I said, my my kids' schedules are crazier than mine. So I sometimes have to see where these tournaments are going to be. If I'm even going to be in in the, um, speaking of, I'm letting my son in the car. Um, no worries. All good. But, uh, yeah. Um, so it really is, you know, kind of wait and see where I have some uh, availability. And then I also like to see what's going on in the market. So I have been really busy um, this quarter, you know, this, this year. Um, and so where I see kind of some slowdowns, that's where I start planning or um, being a little more creative and getting getting in front of people because you know there's there's a lot in the news and there's a lot of fear um, that our clients you know just from what they hear and all the noise right. that sometimes that's the time to get in front of them. I just had someone mention the other day at a at a tournament um, they were saying, well, we hear that there's is going to be this yeah um, you know market crash just like um, we had you know back in you know, 2008. And I'm like, right. what, where'd you hear this? And they go, well, this is why we wanted to ask you. I go, okay, good. Because no, that's not going to happen. So, and then I, you know, kind of go into, here's what I'm hearing. Here's what, you know, here are what the experts say. I'm not the expert in that, but here's what Matthew Garner is saying. Here's what um, Barry Habib is saying. These are the, the ones that um, help me have cred credibility um, because it's not just me, it's all of these experts are saying this. And then on top of it, here's what I am seeing here are what my clients are saying and, and um, feeling. And so I can kind of, um, you know, get in front of them that way. Well, and you become the source. And I think the key to this, and I, I think the reason why I really wanted to have you on is because I think a lot of times there's agents that say, well, I send my stuff out. Well, I send the Matthew Garden report out. Well, I do my postcards. I do this. And then we always come back and say, well, how are your face-to-face, voice-to-voice interactions going? And they go, oh, yeah, I've got to get to that, but I've been so busy. And I think one of the reasons why Nick uh, said you'd be, you know, somebody I should, we should really talk to and have you on the podcast, because he, he said that as you started doing this, you saw this actually ramp up your business. I mean, so help me understand how, how is getting more face-to-face -face and engaging, how, how has it been impacting your business? Boy, I mean, that, you know, I look at that too. And especially with some of these new brokers that go, well, I just don't want to spend that money because I don't know how I'm going to get it back. Right. Well, I look at it differently. Um, you know, it is an investment, but 
but it, it can pay that night. Like I, each time I had an event, I had either a new client out of it or right. a, a, one of my clients who have been thinking about, you know, reinvesting or thinking about this. Um, they, they, they call me or they, they talk to me uh, over sips and sweets and say, you know, I really, you know, I, I love that duplex that you've got me and it's really doing well. I really am thinking I, I, I'm ready to buy another one. I'm like, great. And then I start sending, you know, that client um, investment properties. And so it's really just, uh, it kind of um, puts them in a, a an area that it's fun and relaxed. It's not some salesperson who's going to say, Hey, you need to buy a house. Um, it's just really fun. And then I'm, they're always asking me questions. So I'm floating around trying to, um, see everyone, talk to everyone, you know, by the end of the night, I have no voice left. Um, (laughs) I'm exhausted and I feel great. So yeah, it's been, fun too you've made a great point and i think this is what i want our listeners to hear when you have these events you're putting them in like you said in a fun easy calm environment where they're enjoying themselves and what's amazing is the conversations that happen in that environment versus you know me picking up the phone and saying hey uh this is michael fanning we haven't talked in a while i just want to know how you're doing versus now you're they're at your event or they're at your house or they're at the party that you're having and you're serving them food and you're talking and you're laughing and there's other people there as well it's amazing the conversations that come out of that. And that's kind of what Nick was saying is that you're just, you're experiencing a whole different level of quality of communication and information gathering that happens there that sometimes we forget about. And so that power of, of having that face-to-face and setting up those environments is really uh, advantageous. And I would love to see more agents do it, but a lot, like you said, a lot of agents say, well, well, what's it going to cost me? Or I've got a plan for it, or I don't really know how to do it. Um, and so, uh, I mean, I'm sure you'd be willing if somebody reached out to you and said, hey, here's some ideas that I have. Just give me just a few ideas that you have that have helped you in doing this. I mean, when you first started doing it, what are just some key little things maybe that the listeners could take away and said, hey, here's what I found out and here's kind of how I do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. And I also would say that, you know, at my events, I, I may not, I'm not going to be the one that talks business. It's, right. it's my clients that will. So I'm talking you know, oh, I love your dress. Oh, look at your, you know, fancy shoes, whatever it might be. Or did you try the brownie? Did you, you know, mix it with this drink? Something like that. So I don't, you know, it's very much like, hey, you're my friend and I'm having you for me at my house seems to be the best place because I have the space and uh, I think people enjoy that and feel you know, special. So, um, let's see, to see if I can remember your question as I go off on my tangent, but a couple of things, um, that worked for me, is that what you, are? Yeah. So, so like just a couple of key points. So if I was going to say, okay, I want to do this. I mean, you've done this a few times. So what has been some of the things that you tried? So it didn't work, but I try this and this worked really, really well. You're just like logistically. So, uh, like, like how, how, how much in advance do you set the invitation if you're going to invite them to come? You know, um, on a bigger event, so the one I did for the Mariners, I, I had to do it in advance because I really wanted to get get it out there. And I really had to monitor because I had 40 tickets and boy, I got down to the, I may not be able to enter or I might have to 
go see if I can buy a ticket because someone came that said they weren't coming. And so that I really had to uh, get that out in advance and then keep um, refreshing and saying, hey, just we're two weeks away. But I also think that doing it quickly and last minute seems to be really uh, beneficial because Oftentimes people don't know what their schedule. I know for sure I'm one of those, like, I don't have the tournament schedule yet. So I don't, I don't get that weekend tournament schedule until Wednesday. I may not know, but a last minute, hey, I'm throwing a, a dinner party together. Would love to have you come. And especially if you have a new client who's a little, you know, hesitant, bring an old client you've done um, a number of transactions with that will, you know, that, that's the thing that they all will say, oh my gosh, you know, so-and-so is the best. I, I, you know, I love working with him or her and right. they're selling you, uh, for you. And you don't have to say a thing about your, you know, what you can bring to that client. So, um, if you bring the right mix and they all have a great time, uh, I mean, it could be a, a, a game night and, you know, or potluck. I mean, especially if new brokers that, that are finding it's not, you know, that's a slower start than it has been a couple of years. Um, it does not have to be expensive and it can be just fun. It could be, you know, uh, something in the park, a free concert in the park, but you set up a bunch of blankets and, and bring, um, you know, food, um, right. whatever it might be. And if you're going to, and if you're going to, and, and for you, like looking when you do start doing the bigger ones. So like you have the person that did the cakes, uh, is there, are there certain uh, like, you know, you're not doing a full sit down dinner, but more kind of like free flowing so people can walk around and enjoy engaging with each other. Have you found that to be more beneficial? Yes, I think. And in, in this was the whole um, experience. This is a chef that uh, makes food for all the, the traveling baseball teams that come in. So she's a high end, well-known chef. It was probably more expensive than getting a full sit down meal catered um, but it was the experience and she was making food in front of my guests and it was just a fun experience um, but I have also just catered uh, you know from uh, from a, a local restaurant you had chicken skewers and rice and uh, nons and and it was you know a few hundred dollars and everybody's scooped up their own meal and sat down and that worked well as well and I it's less on on me um, that I'm not I'm able to be in front of the clients versus um, serving or cooking and that's the the main thing um, that I would recommend is if you're going to do it if as anyone who has had the holidays at their house they know you you don't really get to enjoy it you're just cooking cleaning and um, serving I don't want to do that because my job will is really to um to float and to talk to each client and make them feel that they are the most important um, guest there and so I make sure I put all the tasks to someone else usually it's my husband um, or I you know make sure it's catered and they take care of everything including the dishes I love it well and I I just wrote down some takeaways and you can just tell me if, if these are kind of on the, on the spot but um, my takeaways from 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 hearing what you do is number one is don't overthink it. Uh, you know, make it fun. Uh, let people know. Invite 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 as many guests as you can that you feel are going to enjoy being around each other. 
Um, don't talk business, just have forward conversations, get to know people and uh, business comes from that. Um, the other one is follow up, right? So when you do hear people that have needs or you, you hear their pain and pleasure points, follow up with them after the fact. And then my last little piece here, I just, and I wasn't sure on this, uh, how, how often do you like to do these? I mean, so like in the course of a year, what's kind of your goal for how many of these gatherings you're going to put together? Um, I would say over the course of the year, um, four, three okay. or four, okay. but four and maybe one or two of them are on the bigger side. Um, yeah, I would say that's probably um, my, how many I do. Yeah, I don't like to, I want to make sure people, and I want it to be creative and fun. And, you know, I, I make it where I really want to be there. I want to do that. So if I enjoy it, if I um, have a great time, then I'm hoping everyone else will. And then I want it to be the thing. Like, I want to make sure I go to Gina's party. Um, I don't want to miss it. Um, and then I can start you know, putting it on the calendar early enough where people know and not miss it. And then I can add to it. I mean, I started, um, you know, because my kids are in high school and this is a new, you know, kind of um, getting out of the seeing parents all the time, because um, although one of my kids could drive and isn't driving yet, he should be driving himself to his sporting events. And so I'm not going to see those sideline families. And right. so it's, these this is why I'm starting to add to my parties and I've invited the entire soccer team family um, right. or parents um, and and kind of reaching out to different uh, groups that I'm going to slowly not see as much. So I think it's important just to make sure those relationships are are strong and then I can continue with with keeping in touch with them. Yeah, it's kind of a transition, right? So it's a transition from seeing each other on the sidelines to now, hey, we're coming to the house and we're invited to the parties, um, and yeah. then and you're and you're building and and, and enhancing those uh, those relationships. And so the last, the, the probably the biggest question most of our listeners, listeners want to have, and I have that. So how do we get on the list? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, <laughs> once I know my kid's sports schedule. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll let you know when the next party is. <laughs> well, hey, Gina, I want to thank you for taking the time. I know you've got, you've got a busy schedule. You've got a lot of things going on and to take the time to share with us what you're doing. And we also want to, uh, also, we appreciate you in coaching with us with one-on-one. -on -one. I know Nick is your coach and we're grateful that you've done that. And um, for the listeners out there, if they want to get a hold of you, um, what's the best way for them if they want to reach out and ask you a question? I think uh, starting with email would be great. And then we can always set up a time to talk. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm Gina Wygum at windermere.com. So Perfect. the last W-E-I-G-U-M. Yeah, and I'll put that in the in the show notes for everybody. So if you didn't catch that, it's Gina, G-I-N-A-W-E-I-G-U-M at windermere.com. Great way to reach out to her. And uh, again, I just want to say thank you for taking the time today. And I've I hope that our listeners take away from this is that, you know what, face-to-face um, -face is really valuable in getting a deeper connection with your clients and hosting parties or events and not looking at it as an expense, but looking at it as an investment and being genuine and authentic. And I think, Gina, the thing, one of the biggest takeaways for me was that you said, you know, you love doing this stuff. And so I will also say this, be authentic and do the things that you enjoy doing. Don't force something. So if Having big parties and having people to your house isn't in your comfort zone. This might not be for you, but if it is, 
this is something that you can do where you can also enjoy yourself and also at the same time enhance relationships with your clients. Uh, so uh, any any last words for us, Gina? No, I think you're you're right on. If 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 being around a big group does not um, motivate you and get you excited, small dinner parties or even one on one, um, you know, get togethers is the way to go. But yep. like like I mentioned, I love a good party and I cannot wait for my casino night party um, that I've wanted to do for years. Um, so, you know, that that motivates me and it gets me going. And and so I, I, I agree with you there is do what feels good to you, because that um, that energy um, our clients can see. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and I think we'll probably have to have you back on the podcast after your casino nights because we have, we're all going to have <laughs> out went so um okay great well hey i want to thank you and uh listeners thank you so much for listening to our podcast if you found this information helpful uh please let us know uh please pass on our podcast or share it and if you have topics you would like me to address or if you feel that you could be on our podcast reach out to me at fanning at windermere.com and again gina thank you so much for taking the time today i really appreciate it thanks for having me it was fun yeah. And we will end these like we always do by saying be awesome and help somebody and everybody make it a great day. Well, we want to thank you for listening to our Windermere Coaching Minute. We hope you found this content helpful. If you did, please feel free to share it and give us a rating. And we'll always end our podcast by saying be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day.